0: Welcome to the 49ers Camelot Show. I appreciate you hopping on with us. I am your host, Mark Adams. I'm one of the writers at 49ers Web Zone. You can find me on Twitter at 49ers Camelot. I'm also on Facebook, but I hardly do anything there. And I'm even on some of the other places, the like TikTok and places like that. But I really don't do a whole lot. I mean, I'll, I'll post some videos, but that's about it. Uh, but hey, love to engage with you, love to talk to you. Uh, normally, we do a, a 49ers mailbag session at 49ers Web Zone each week. We didn't do one this week, but we'll have one next week. And so, I really enjoy those because we get to engage and, and talk with fans and see what, what's on your mind. Uh, so, check those out and uh, make sure you subscribe wherever you watch or listen, uh, follow us, rate us, review. Hit that like button. All of those things that you're told to do, <laughs> please do. So a week from from uh, from to from yesterday, August the 8th, we are releasing a, a podcast series called The Hall of Fame Case for Roger Craig. So make sure you're watching for that. And the best way to do that is to subscribe so that you are notified when that happens. But uh, we're making the case for Roger Craig. I wrote an article last year about this and talk to several 49ers greats like Joe Montana, Steve Young, uh, Ronnie Lott, guys like that. And so this, this year we're doing this podcast. We're actually going to be sending it to the hall of fame voters, the the hall of fame, senior voters. They vote on August the 22nd. And so what we want you to do is to make sure that you share the crap out of this so that uh, hall of fame voters are going to be forced to watch this. I'm going to be, Uh, sending it to them on social media, and I have their email addresses, I have their phone numbers, so we're going to be trying to get them to watch in whatever way they can, because we're making a really compelling case that Roger Craig should be in the Hall of Fame, so make sure you are ready to watch that next week when it comes out. So I wanted to talk a little training camp, uh, because that's probably why you're here not to hear me ramble about other things, but you want to find out what's going on with the 49ers training camp. So, uh, this is Wednesday, and they are the 49ers are off today. Uh, so, they'll come back to practice tomorrow, uh, Thursday. Uh, but uh, I want to talk specifically about the previous two padded prac- practices. They've only had two padded practices so far. And so I want to just talk uh, through some news and and some observations from those practices. So let's get into that. Uh, We're talking Brock Purdy, you know, Brock came out and he's rusty and some people were criticizing him for being rusty right off the bat, but look, he hadn't thrown a ball uh, in in a situation where he had defensive players and offensive players and, and people like that, uh, you know, in a practice session, he hadn't, he hadn't done that in, in months. And so, that was to be expected, but it sounds like he's starting to knock some of that rust off. Matt Mayoko said that on Tuesday, Purdy was eight of ten on nineteen reps with the first team offense, and Purdy said that uh, that his arm feels good and and so that's all good news. I'm glad to hear that he's coming along. So what about Trey Lance? From everything that I keep hearing is that he's looked really good lately. Uh, that he's throwing some lasers out there and with more accuracy. Uh, but the interesting thing is that some people aren't reporting it that way. There are some that are, are going against the, the the current. You know what? Like when everybody is saying, "Hey, Trey Lance looks good. He's doing this and that." There's still some out there who are saying that he's inconsistent, that he doesn't look good. In fact, I I heard a guy. Uh, on the radio. I'm not going to say where or who it was, but uh, I heard him today. uh, But I I think it was a, uh, maybe a, a recording from maybe yesterday. And he said that, that Sam Darnold has looked great so far and that Trey Lance has been really inconsistent. Well, that doesn't match with what I'm hearing from many others. And so you know, it's, it's hard to know when you're not there, it's hard to know exactly what's going on. There are, are going to be some that are going to see things differently and that's fine. Uh, but a lot of it's going to depend on, you know, there's multiple fields and who's watching what and how, how often you're seeing certain plays or how far away you are, how close you are. And so it's, it's going to be normal for people to see things differently. I don't have a problem with that. The problem that I have is that it seems like there are some people who just can't say anything positive about Trey Lance. And so I'm not really sure what's with all the hate. I mean, consider this today on the Pat McAfee show, Adam Schefter said the 49ers are very happy with the way Brock Purdy is coming along. All indications are that he's doing very well and he's their guy. So not not really surprising that Adam Schefter would say that, but he has gone on the, uh, uh, the, the same show, the Pat McAfee show and said things that weren't positive about Trey Lance. Uh, now today he, he actually said something positive, uh, on the Pat McAfee show, uh, Schefter said the 49ers feel that Lance had a good off season and he's more prepared than he's ever been. They think he's made a lot of progress and let's see how the rest of this summer plays out. So that's more positive than what we normally hear about, uh, about Trey Lance. So I just don't understand why there's so many people that just keep putting Trey Lance down. So you, you even get, uh, you know, like I, I, I listen to Grant Cohn sometimes and, and Grant, I, I totally agree with him. He, he just really feels like the 49ers are against Trey Lance. And sometimes I have to question that myself and say, what's the deal I mean, why are they why, did, why are they not giving him more snaps? Why is he having to share reps with Sam Darnold? And why is he, to an extent, sharing reps with with uh, Brandon Allen? It just seems to me that Trey Lance needs to be playing a lot more and he needs to be practicing a lot more. Uh, another thing that Adam Schefter said on the Pat McAfee show, uh, said that he reached out to, to the 49ers after certain reports had Brock Purdy struggling in training camp. And he said that the 49ers personnel person said, what are they talking about? He looked good. They don't know what they're watching. <laughs> so that's pretty interesting. Uh, because really, if this is from early on, everybody said that Brock Purdy looked bad early on. Because as I said earlier, he was rusty. That's to be expected. Uh, if they're saying he still looks bad, then then that's different. But that's my guess, is that the 49ers are wanting to put a positive spin on everything and, uh, and, and even probably those early practices when Purdy didn't look that great. Uh, so moving on, there's still no contract extension for Nick Bosa, so he's still holding out. At this point, I'm still not worried. I still am convinced that they're going to get something worked out. In fact, Schefter said on uh, the Pat McAfee show that the 49ers and Nick Bosa don't have an agreement yet, but they're going to get it worked out, and that Nick Bosa will be the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history. That's no surprise. I've been saying that. Many others have been saying that. So it's going to get done. Now there will come a point where I'll start getting worried. Not that they're not ever going to re-sign him, but I'll start getting worried that hey, is he going to be able to be in game shape? He's going to be in better shape than when he comes to camp uh, than anybody uh, comes to camp. In you know in that kind of shape he he's going to be ready to roll but the question is going to be will it be in game shape because that's that is different even for Nick Bosa I I realize he could probably skip all of preseason all of training camp and still come in and uh, and wreak havoc on on the quarterback I just don't want him to get hurt that's that's my pro my my issue is I'm not worried about his performance. I just don't want him to come in and and pull something because he's not quite game shape ready. Uh, So on Tuesday, the 49ers signed Taco Charlton, the former first rounder. He's a defensive lineman. Um, Hey, I'm guessing that he, he probably was signed because of depth uh, since Nick Bosa is not in camp. Uh, But it sounds like he's making the most of his opportunity and has a chance to, to do something with this opportunity. Uh, by all accounts, he looked really good in practice, even had a would be sack if the 49ers allowed uh, the quarterbacks to be sacked. Uh, so good for him. I, I hope that he comes in and does really well. He obviously has the talent, just hasn't put it together so far. Sounds like Ambry Thomas is looking better than he did a year ago. Um, I think it'll probably make the team. I kind of came into training camp a little iffy. Like I'm not sure if Ambry Thomas is going to make the team or not right now. I kind of feel like he will because, because reports are that he's doing really well and that it looks good. Um, So I'm going to say now that Ambry Thomas will make the, uh, uh, the team. I just, I I think that he's going to be behind some players like Samuel Womack I, I thought that he would be behind, be behind Daryl Luter Jr., but so far Luter Jr. has been on the pup list, and so he hasn't really practiced. And so because of that, I think that this is Ambry Thomas' opportunity to to solidify and make sure that he's one of the top backups um, for the 49ers at corner. So uh, so we'll see how, how that works. Uh, how that comes together. One name that I'm really excited about to hear is doing great is Javon Kenlaw. He keeps showing up. It sounds like he, since the pads have come on, that he's been unblockable. And, uh, and in, read something interesting from Jordan Elliott. He he posted that the explosion Javon Kenlaw showed in his get off yesterday is extremely encouraging. His burst being at this level at this time also falls in line with what the typical recovery timetable would be coming back from the major knee surgery he went underwent in October of 2021. So what Jordan is saying is that from that time, from that October 2021 um, knee surgery that Ken Law had, that about right now is when he should be showing promise and coming through that. Because remember, it takes more than a year. It takes close to two years for a player to completely return to the place that they were before. Unless you're Adrian Peterson, you don't normally come back the following year just as strong as you as you left off. So this is really encouraging news. If Javon Kenlaw is healthy, that's a huge boost for the 49ers. They even had him play in some defensive end which i I find really interesting I don't know if they're gonna play him there uh, or if they're just kind of moving him around and just kind of trying to get him reps I, I I don't know what they're what they're doing if maybe he maybe he would be a, a really good defensive end um he has dropped some weight and so that's gonna be an interesting thing to watch so if he is healthy and that knee is finally better and he can start to produce like they expected him to and we got a glimpse of that in 2020 his rookie season so if he can come through and start performing that way that could be a huge boost for the 49ers defensive line which already got a huge boost when they signed Javon Hargrave Um, also sounds like Chris Conley the receiver is making plays and blocking well keeps hooking up with Trey Lance John Chapman Posted the uh, Lance to Conley connection is real, and Conley is blocking like a true 49ers receiver already. So that's really good news. I still he's a, I still think he's a long shot to make the team, but uh, especially when you think about Ronnie Bell being a draft pick, would they would they stash Ronnie Bell on the the practice squad and then Conley makes the team? Um, there's just, there's players there, you know, with Jawan Ju- Jennings, and then you've got Ray, Ray McLeod, you know, so there's, there's some traffic there. I guess what I'm saying is that you've got, uh, Debo and Iuke at the top, and then you've got Jennings, but then it starts to get pretty, pretty jammed in there. And so, but Conley looking good. And, and if he makes the, the, the roster, then that could be a good boost for the 49ers receiving core. Let's see. Uh, sounds like the uh, uh, the uh, backup linebackers. This is from Brad Graham. Uh, he said he he wrote uh, that the backup linebackers really stood out yesterday in practice. Um, he posted uh, Marcelino McCreary Ball is all over the field, which I told you he was going to be. I predicted that he would be linebacker three. Who knows? Maybe I'll be wrong, but um, but sounds like Marcelino Mercury ball is really playing uh, well. Uh, Demetrius Flanagan fouls would have had a sack amongst other plays. D Winters nearly picked off Sam Darnold, and D Winters and Jalen Graham met a running back in the backfield for a tackle for loss. So it's really cool to hear these backup linebackers because they lost Aziz Alshire, so they need somebody to step up. And so I like hearing that these backups are doing so well. Uh, I'm just not sure if Oren Burks is going to be what they want. Maybe he'll be really, really good. But to me, he's more of a special teams player. And so I'm not sure that he's going to be the guy, Um, which means one of these backups, in my opinion, needs to step up. Uh, Here's uh, just some other quick news. Elijah Mitchell continues to have a great camp. He's healthy. He's playing well. That's great news for the 49ers. It's great news for Christian McCaffrey. Um, Jalen Moore went down with a knee injury yesterday. Uh, Some people said no big deal that he walked off the field, but then others uh, reported that uh, he was carted to the locker room afterward. So I don't know. The team's been healthy so far in training camp. So hopefully Jalen Moore is okay because so far he's been the, the, the lead guy for that swing tackle position. So hopefully he's okay. Still haven't heard anything, but uh, I hope that when we do that, it's, that it's, that it's nothing serious. Javon Hargrave uh, from, I've heard this from multiple people that he's being double teamed constantly in practice. Uh, Now I doubt that's going to happen when Nick Bosa comes back, but if they're having to double team Javon Hargrave in practice, I'm hoping that he needs to be double teamed in games because who are you gonna double team? Are you gonna double team him? Are you gonna double team Nick Bosa? Um, you, you're gonna double team one of them and then the other one may, you know, is gonna cause a lot of problems for you. So this defensive line is gonna be a lot of fun to watch this year, I think. I've seen a lot of people uh, posted videos about Steve Wilkes actually taking time. Teaching his defensive backs specifically, uh, Diamador Lenore and uh, Charverius Ward. Uh, I've seen the videos, and he's actually spending time showing them uh, what to do with their hands and with their feet. And so I love seeing this because uh, because Steve Wilks specializes in defensive backs. I hope if you if you talk weaknesses on the defense, it's in the secondary. Now, I, I guess the the biggest. Weakness probably last year was um, the edge rush position opposite of Nick Bosa. Sometimes they didn't put uh, the defensive front, didn't put the kind of pressure on, on opposing quarterbacks like they should have. And so I think that when you talk uh, secondary, it's probably at this point, the weakness of the defense. I mean, maybe, Maybe that opposing it just kind of depends on what Drake Jackson and Cleveland Farrell and those guys depends on what they do um, along the defensive line. But I don't think the pass rush is going to be the weakness this year, especially with Javon Hargrave. So I, I'm still going to say it's corner and and it's thin. They're thin at corner. And so if, if Steve Wilkes can really develop some of these young guys, because they do have a lot of young guys, Lenore still young, Ambry Thomas is still young. Samuel Womack is young. Luter is a rookie. Um, so, uh, and then they, they have some undrafted guys in there uh, that that I think uh, they expect some good things from. So if he can develop these guys, that's going to be really, really cool to see. Uh, and And if that secondary can, especially the corner positions, can get to a point where they're not the weakness, then this defense is going to be absolutely ferocious. Uh, and then of course the news is that Jake Moody keeps nailing field goals. He's hitting long ones, and uh, Matt Barrow said that he not only is hitting them, he looks smooth doing it. Uh, so that's uh, that's what you want to see. Now it's we're we're not in games yet, so uh, that's that remains to be seen if he can do it when the pressure's on. But. Uh, from from what I, I hear, he's he's money moody for a reason uh, that he just has nails even when the pressure's on. So that's all that I have for today. Just a short uh, podcast. Uh, again, look for our podcast series that starts next week, uh, the, uh, the Hall of Fame case for Roger Craig. I think that that's going to be a compelling argument, and hopefully this is the year that Roger Craig gets in, and so... Going to be uh, trying to to round up some guests here. Recently, I've gone a couple of weeks without anybody uh, just because I know everybody's busy with training camp. But I'm going to try uh, next week to have somebody on. So keep on watching and uh, appreciate your support. Make sure you rate, review, and follow the 49ers Camelot Show. Everybody had a have a good day out there.